What is up, you guys? It's Megan, and I'm back with another episode of the Scare Photographer Podcast, and I have another guest this week, as I do each week. I love talking about people's journeys, and today I'm going to talk to Sydney from Sydney Alicia Photography. She's a Langley wedding photographer, and I'm super pumped to have her on the podcast. So let's get into meeting her. Welcome back, guys. I'm here with Sydney Alicia from Sydney Alicia Photography. How's it going? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for coming on, hanging out today. Yeah, I was no worried. I was super no, excited. <laughs> this is how it works around here. We just yeah, you get two people, two creatives in a room. We just talk talk over top of each other. Um, I always want to say like good morning or afternoon, but I never know when someone's going to be listening to the podcast. So I'm like, oh, I never even thought about that. Keep it just like generic. Like, Hey guys. Oh, hey, happy two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> While you're editing in the middle of the night, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh man. So, um, you're a photographer based in Langley, I believe. Yes. That's nice. where I live. Nice. And are you uh, strictly wedding photographer, portrait photographer, what is it that you like to photograph? Uh, I would say 90% of what I do is weddings and couples, engagements, that yeah. sort of thing. Just people like in love with each other. And then <laughs> I, I say like in love because I love photographing all kinds of love. And yeah. you know, there's like families and like parental figures and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I also do um, like families and portraits in my free time whenever I kind of feel like it, but yeah. it's mostly weddings and couples yeah is that did you always is that something you always knew you wanted to do like when you first started into photography or kind of evolved from into that uh no it wasn't um (laughs) I I kind of joke and people ask me like how I got into photography and I tell them I stumbled into it by accident there you go (laughs) which is both true and not true obviously I have put in a lot of hard work and time to get here but um I basically picked up photography when I was in, I think it was in my second year of uh, nursing school and I was looking for something fun and creative to do on my weekends when I had free time. And I had this little camera sitting around and I used to love taking pictures of my friends in high school. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna go out there and photograph like all the beautiful locations we have around the lower mainland. So I started doing that and I got really into landscape photography for I think like three-ish years of my life. Yeah. Um, and then someone's friend's cousin got married and <laughs> the inevitable question was like, Hey, like, you know, we were kind of thinking about getting a photographer, but like, do you just want to come do this? And I was like, well, uh, hell yeah, of course. Like that sounds like so much fun. Not really knowing anything about wedding photography, but I did one. And then my boss got married like a year after that. And then I did another. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, enter- like photographing people is so much more entertaining than landscapes yeah. because yeah. you can interact with people and communicate with them. That's one yeah. of my favorite things in the world. So um, I was really lucky enough to get myself a mentor who later became my BFF, uh, Christara May. Nice. She uh, basically took me under her wings. I was a little little baby photographer um Uh, just shooting like flowers in my backyard but I don't know what she saw in me but she saw something uh, (laughs) and she asked me if I wanted to come on and be her little mentee and um so I tagged along with her to weddings for I think about a year and a half before I kind of started shooting my own and that's been three years now and here we are (laughs) there you go that's amazing 
Yeah, it is really helpful to have a mentor um, in the beginning of your journey as a photographer, because you really don't, there's no like hard, fast rule about what you should or shouldn't do. And it's super helpful to have, I'm sure it was beneficial. Like once you had somebody, you can like bounce some ideas off of and be like, Hey, uh, help me out with this. Yeah. I think that's like one of the biggest things of being a creative and in a creative profession, not just as like a hobby is you feel like all this pressure that you have to be creating something that's good and something people are going to like. And sometimes you come up with ideas and I mean, you're sitting alone in your computer room or like in front of your desk or on your laptop at a coffee shop. And then you get this idea and you want to talk about it with someone or you want to find some more inspiration. And when you're self-employed and working alone most of the time, that's really hard. So having like different friends and different creative fields who I can just sort of like chat with, bounce ideas off of, be like, hey, I was thinking about doing this. Like I have a friend who's a model, so she models for me all the time. Um, we're planning some cool shoots coming up uh, in the next month or two. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. And Kristara really is like my main, my main go-to person. Like any, any like creative idea, like troubleshooting, like anything. I'm yeah. like, hey, can you help me with this? And <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talk basically 24 <laughs> seven. That's amazing. She's going to listen to this episode and she's going to be like, oh my gosh, then she's going to talk only about me. Yeah. But <laughs> she's great. <laughs> that's awesome yeah it is super helpful I know I've tried to like share ideas with my husband and he'll be like that's ridiculous like you want to do what with that person in the water what what oh yeah 100% I'll like I'll take a photo that I'm incredibly proud of that either was like super planned out or maybe by a fluke and I'll look at it and I'll be like this is the best thing I've ever done I can't wait to show the world and then I go and show my boyfriend Andy and I'm like Andy look at this photo and he's like well that's nice I'm like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. Like, look at this photo. And he's like, and then when I do that, he kind of knows that the reaction has to be like, yeah. kind of meet my level of excitement. So then he'll be like, oh, babe, that's great. Like, I love this. And he's so incredibly supportive of me and my business. So that's yeah. really helpful. But oh my gosh. yeah, like having a non-partner person to bounce ideas off of is always super beneficial. Yeah, yeah having somebody that like, yeah, has that same creative excitement, or especially when you have, ideas that are just a little out there and you're like I think this would work Mm -hmm. to have somebody who's also like hell yeah that's gonna work is is good and they're not like confused when you show them it yeah totally I think my number one thing I love about like working with other creative people is to like you're not afraid to mess up like if you like if I'm like you know if you're at like a couple session or something and you think to yourself like oh I'm gonna try this angle or this shot and then you try it and you look at the back of your camera and you're like, oh, this didn't work. Okay, scratch that. <laughs> and then you kind of just have to play it off like, oh, let's just do something else. But yeah. it's like when you're with your creative friends or you're collaborating with other people who are in your field, if you mess up, you can literally just be like, oh, this isn't working. Like, why is this not working? Does anybody else have any other ideas? Like, what yeah. can we do here to make this different? So totally. having those ears and I just think that, you know, more than one set of eyes is always helpful especially when you're looking at the same, the same vision, because everyone I feel like thinks so differently. So even Mm -hmm. if we're all looking at the same thing, we're going to have completely different ideas as to how it would best work. Yeah. I find that too, when we go to workshops, that's come up a few times where it's like, there's the same couple and the same like decor whatever, but every photographer who's there has like a completely different image at the end of the workshop because they just have a, like, we all have a different eye. Oh, totally. I didn't, I didn't even realize how important that was until I started. Yeah, I attended a couple workshops at the beginning of this year 
and I was looking at my images and looking at other people's images and I was like wow you know we were standing right beside each other but depending on like what lens we were using and like where we were angled like the photos turned out so completely different and I used to think that I didn't know what my style was and I couldn't find it and I was panicking thinking I had to like pick a style and now I feel like I found it but I realized that through looking at other people's work thinking like oh mine just looks cookie cutter it looks the same and then all of a sudden one day I woke up and I was like oh no, it doesn't. Okay. You have a, you have a style, Sid, like you're, you're fine. You're doing good. Yeah. Oh man. Did you like, when you started your business, was there a lot that like you struggled with in the sense of getting to that point where you're like feeling like, okay, I don't have a style or being creative. I was going to say too, when you're talking about being in a session, how like when you first start, you think every photo you take you, it has to work. And if it doesn't, it's like, I'm, I'm not good. Like, I don't know what your process was from getting from like, when you first begun, like getting that into your style and like getting through those types of like mental hurdles when it comes to learning. (laughs) Yeah. I think the thing that no one, like no one tells you before you start is that you're going to feel like an absolute failure (laughs) probably every day. And that's normal because when I started hyper criticizing myself and my own work um I think I hit like a really low point last year you know in the middle of corona and everyone was you know scared and my life was kind of felt like turned upside down because I work in healthcare as well so right it was a lot to balance and I was looking at my photos from the year and I was thinking like oh like I'm not very good at this I don't know why anybody hires me like maybe we just need to quit you know maybe we should pick a different lane kind of thing and I think like getting over that hurdle is such like a freeing moment because you realize that the reason that you're doing this isn't to like follow one pattern or one Mm -hmm. style or be one way versus another and you realize that you can sort of bring all of those elements together I I hope that that makes sense yeah it does absolutely we we talk about this quite a few times in the podcast like how we are our own worst enemies Like we can sit here and criticize ourselves. um, But, you know, you and I will do the same thing. And and another photographer will do the same thing. And a photographer who's been in the industry for 20 years, who has, you know, 30,000 followers on Instagram will do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the benefit of meeting other creatives is you realize like, oh, we're all in the same boat. We're all thinking the same thing. Okay, so this is fine. This is normal. Yeah, everything's fine. (laughs) It's just that meme of that dog sitting in the burning room. It's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, coming up with new ideas um, and just and spinning creative um, creative ideas can be daunting. Um, and we, I know when I see new stuff, I get so excited, um, about something I see, I haven't seen before. And that photographer will say like, yeah, I had no idea if anyone was even going to like this. And you put yourself out there and hopefully some like people respond to it. Well, um, not sometimes it's going to fall flat and that's not a great feeling either. I don't know how you feel like, when you put something out and like you were saying, you're, you, you get really excited about something and then you go to share it and it's like, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think like getting out of that mindset of doing, doing things for, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Doing things for like praise, like 
um, interactions on social media, especially like doing things for likes or doing things for like people to think is cool on Instagram. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a huge part of what we do as people who are creative and in a creative industry, because obviously pretending like social media doesn't matter right now is, is stupid. It does. It's very yeah. much there. And yeah. yeah, I know that we're not supposed to care about how many likes you get on a photo, but when your one photo gets like a bunch of likes and the other one does it, it's, it definitely doesn't feel great. No. But I think that realizing that the things that I was creating, I was creating for myself, mm. um, really helped me to get over that hurdle of like self-doubt because I mean, before I ever started photographing people, photography was for me and me only. Um, yeah. I just was taking pictures of like my dogs and the the forest next to my house and just things that I was inspired by. And I mean, I posted it to my Facebook, but at the time, like I would just show my friends and family and be like, look at this cool picture I took. And, you know, the feedback was generally pretty great, but I was doing it for me because I really liked that. I would literally leave my house for like six hours at a time. My mom would get so worried about me. I would just like <laughs> grab my tripod, grab my camera, and I would run. I would run out of the house as soon as I got home from, from school and I would hop in my car. And I had like a route I used to take. I used to like go into Vancouver and I'd like walk around like the False Creek area take pictures there in the sunset and then as soon as it got dark I'd like move into the city set up my tripod take some like long exposure images I had like this whole whole system worked out um when I was doing just landscapes and then I remember one time I was out and it was probably close to midnight and my mom called me and she was like okay, are you still out there taking pictures and I was like yep <laughs> yeah that's awesome just having just having fun by myself you know yeah. um so remembering why I started and those those moments when it was literally just me yeah I think really helps me to like create new things that are serving myself and serving my creative fire instead of serving other people and social media and likes yeah. and feedback that's true yeah and I'm noticing more the more we're authentic and the more we stick to what we love like the response tends to be greater um, yeah a hundred percent I feel like yeah, the, the things that I put out there that I felt really proud of and made me really happy, it, it was a scary feeling. It's always scary because, again, you're like, well, what if people don't like this? But once you get it out there and you get over that initial fear of people not thinking it's good um, and you realize that people maybe do actually like it, uh, I think it just like fuels you a little bit more to feel like, okay, I can create things that are serving me and they're also going to serve other people, but yeah. I don't have to like aim to impress everybody all the no. time. No, and I like that you said that because I think that's a big part, a big um, mental hurdle for a lot of creative people is just getting back to why you started and, yeah. you know, business stuff and, and um, our income and social media and all those other parts of the business that come along with it. Um, like you didn't start a creative business because you love doing your taxes or because you love <laughs> keeping up with all the, all the trends. So I, I like that you said that. I think that's important to remember is to just when you're struggling to like get back to why your why and what yeah, got so you into month, it in the first place when I'm organizing all my receipts I'm gonna think that and be like remember why you started remember why you started as I'm yeah. like hey business expenses where's my receipts what am I doing exactly and I'm so clueless when it comes to when it comes uh, to bookkeeping oh yeah That's my this least, is my least favorite part yeah this is why we hire professionals to do that part exactly. of the business yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, type of photography that inspires you. We talked a little bit about um, I'm a huge light junkie. You're a huge light junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'd love to find another word for that. So it's not so like it sounds like an addiction. Oh, what's, but... Yeah. What's 
the word I'm, I think I, I just look at it as like light, let's call it light excitement. Light excitement. Ooh, we've, like all, we've all had that feeling where we're driving down the road, whether we do or don't have our camera. And then we see something absolutely spectacular. Yep. And you're like using all of your self-control not to like jump and roll out of your car. Cause you're like, I need to get a <laughs> yes. picture of this right now. Absolutely. Um, all the time to that all the time as like you just have like this photographer brain it's like a squirrel it's like sunset boom yeah can't turn it off ever that's what I tell people like I can't stop like well I'll be out like grocery shopping or something or if I'm in a new area or running errands all of a sudden I'll see something or I'll see like the side of the road or I'll see the light hitting something in a specific way and I'm like oh what was that okay I have to go back and check that out like note to self write it down in my notes I'll come back on a day where I have more time and We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I find that too, driving down for those of you who live in the Fraser Valley. Um, if you come from Langley into Abbotsford, Mount Baker is oh, yeah. like <laughs> the most prominent thing on a sunny day. Um, and it, I always think I just want to stop my car in the middle of highway one and like get out. Yeah. <laughs> just enjoy it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. How do I get models into the middle of the highway here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> The fine so line between chasing the light and being safe. And yeah, I exactly. Line is. No, exactly. Right. I'm like, there's got to be a better location than this. There has to be. <laughs> there has to be. Yeah, exactly. So, so when it comes to that sort of stuff, I mean, like everybody loves golden hour. That's, that's like photographers. I mean, of How could you not? Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, but I know it's not always doable. Um, and sometimes light, if it's not perfect in that golden hour side, it's hard to work with. Like what's your process for like finding locations and working with the light in that um, sometimes not perfect time of day. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've all been there. We've had a client who wants to schedule a session or has to schedule a session um, at an hour that we think the light isn't going to be as humanly perfect as possible. And I mean, even a year ago, I probably would have just been like, nope, can't do it. Like I would have probably turned down the session or tried to schedule it for another time so that I could get like my perfect light that I know how to work with that was safe that was predictable um but what I've learned in especially I'd say the last year is bringing yourself into situations that make you uncomfortable actually just helps you to grow and I mean when we're coming down to like paid clients versus like trying to figure out your shit when it comes to light I mean obviously don't take like paying clients and be like, I'm going to go shoot full sun because I've never done this before. It yeah. seems like a fun idea. So uh, <laughs> test run your ideas before you put them into use. That's yeah. definitely a big thing I've learned. <laughs> but I've been in situations where, you know, have to have to shoot in an unideal light. Um, and generally, I mean, I'll try to check it out beforehand if that's possible before my clients are there. Um, but the thing I think that I love the most is when you, when you first get to a session, you have your clients there. And you have a chance, you know, when you're just like chatting and walking around, I think that that initial time that you're spending together where you're kind of getting to know each other and saying hi can be so important because as they're walking, you're noticing A, the way that they are walking and B, how they're sort of interacting with each other. And then I think I like to pay attention to that. And as we're sort of walking to where I think we might want to start, I'm just watching the way that the light is catching them just so I know. And then that way, when I go to like put, you know, put on, I could put on the prompts, you know, and you like actually start doing stuff that you feel like is like photo worthy. Um, You've already watched them walk through the light in each direction and you kind of get a sense of like where it's going to hit best. And I mean, shadows suck, but 
I mean, fresh light can be really beautiful as well. So it's not always a horrible, awful thing. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a really good point. I like that um, sort of observing the light um, because you can't ignore it. Yes, exactly. The the light is there. And if it's going to be harsh, it's going to be there and you have to find a way to work with it. And if it's gone, you know, there's another, yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's another, another um, challenge. Um, But it's good to like, I do agree. I think it's good to push and try different elements out. You were saying um, we, uh, Madison came on a few episodes ago and talked about her after dark um, sessions where she shot in the in dark, complete darkness with a flash, which I thought was really cool. And then we were chit-chatting and you were saying that um, you heard that episode and you're like, I got to try this. And I just love that so much. And so like, if your light is gone, you got to find some alternatives to create some fun stuff. Yeah. And I think too, the thing I used, I used to, like when I was doing landscapes, like I refused to shoot in the daytime. Like the light was so boring in the day. I was like, oh, the high sun or clouds or whatever was going on. It felt flat. It felt uninteresting. So I started taking landscape photos only at night so I could do long exposures galore. Um, And I used to love doing that so much. And I, when I heard Madison come on here and I heard her talking about those after dark sessions, I was like, you know what? Like, let's do something different. Let's do something we've never done before. So I took a couple and I didn't, I'm not as well versed in flash as Maddie sounds like she is. So (laughs) I just used uh, what like I had to work with, but we ended up going uh, to North Van and we ran around the key um, with just like the lights that were coming from all the shops and the lights that they have set up there, the lampposts, whatever we had. Um, And we ran around there for a little while and it was really great. And it it inspired me so much and it turned out so much better than I even thought it would. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, can't be afraid that. to try new things. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's cool to get, and I know I'm a, I'm a sunset, I mean, we all are, there's nothing wrong with golden, golden hour, there's nothing wrong with sunsets. No, not but, at all. <laughs> um, we also live in, in the British Columbia and it rains here a lot and so the odds of us getting a beautiful sunset so it's fun to be able to push yourself creatively because sometimes you're I know I get inquiries all the time like oh I really want a sunset well what happens if it rains can we reschedule mm-hmm. and while yes I'll allow a reschedule I'm sure we all would do that but to be able to like show our clients that there's other creative ways to, to or other ways to have these like really dynamic photographs that don't always include a sunset so that they're not like, you know, sad when, <laughs> when it's cloudy or there's no epic sunset is yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I, especially this year, like getting over that fear. And um, I've had a couple of clients recently who were a hundred percent game to run around in the rain with me, which nice. was such a life changer because having those clients who are willing to do it and are excited about it and don't care that just, it kind of washes away all your worries. Um, yeah. I showed up to a session and I texted the client beforehand and I was like, Hey, like, it looks like it's going to be a classic 2 PM Vancouver downpour. Like, are you, do you want to proceed or do you want to postpone? And she was like, no, you know what? Let's just go. If you're comfortable, I'm comfortable. I was like, Hey, heck yeah let's go yeah we shot all afternoon in the rain I ended up soaking wet but my heart was so full by the time I left I mean like every raindrop that fell on me my camera inside my shoes it was 100% worth it um and yeah I mean you just have to be able to kind of adapt to what you're doing because in weddings especially too like you can't you can't choose golden hour every time that's not always a thing so Mm -hmm. you gotta learn to work with what you're given 
Absolutely. And I think too, people will uh, get attracted, like anybody who lives here, it understands that. And so when you can be able to show oh, yeah. that dynamic, like, Hey, I can make this look just as beautiful as a sunset mm-hmm. or play with light um, in a new way. Light is super fun and it can add yeah. like such a cool element to your shoot, um, even in the harshest of, of suns. So I'm a huge fan of like the shadow across the face like the actual oh, yeah. hard line. I just think shadow. That's, yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> some cool, like, or I've played with um, like the blinds in my apartment and I don't know. I just yeah. think light is really fun. So, and I think that's normal. Like creatives are like, Oh, this looks cool and funky. Like let's try it. You know? Yeah. I, that's what I was saying to you about like paying attention to light um, when you're just observing things like so many times around my home, there's like a certain time of day in the month of January where at like 4 p.m. when the sun's setting, it hits the front glass window, like just at the right moment. And a big rainbow ends up on one side of the wall, the other That's side of the so house. Cool. And it, But it only happens for like a couple weeks of the year. <laughs> and so I just happened to notice it one day. And then I, I sat my dog there and it was actually one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken. It's in my desktop background on my computer for the last like four years because I amazing. just love it. Yeah. He's so cute. But Aww. um. Oh, what was I saying? I talk, see, I talk about dogs and then I get super distracted. <laughs> we get distracted. Oh, you're rainbow. observing light. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, yeah. about light. Yes. <laughs> we'll get back on That's track. Why I say it's important to observe even when you're not in that shooting mode, because when you learn how to look at it, when there's no pressure, you'll learn how to look at it when there is pressure. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I, I love, so yeah. Pro tip guys start looking don't look directly at the sun but observe <laughs> observe its light rays <laughs> observe the light but don't look directly yeah. at <laughs> well thank you thank you so much sydney um if you guys want to go check out sydney she's on instagram at sydney alicia and her website is sydneyalicia.com your business is sydney alicia photography yes that's yes. right got it right yeah. um I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and sharing yeah. your love of light and some tips for us because I think it's it's hard it's easy to get excited about the posing part of it and like how you're going to prompt them and mm-hmm. completely forget about your surroundings <laughs> yes a hundred percent thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to come on here I yeah. absolutely loved it <laughs> so good we'll um see you guys next week Enjoy whatever time of day it is that you're listening to the podcast. (laughs) Bye guys.